0: Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. We honor your name. We lift up the name of Jesus. It's the name by which you have been saved. As we stand in your presence, oh God, we recognize your authority in this place. Holy Spirit, we recognize your presence and authority. We welcome you, King of glory. Do as you please in this church. Father, touch each one of us in your own divine way. Minister to us that which you have purposed for this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are prayed. Amen. 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 May we sit. Good afternoon. Some people are quiet because... That is what people say in conferences, good afternoon, then they start, praise the Lord. I feel very much encouraged this afternoon because the Lord has been faithful and he remains to be, not only to me, but to many people that I know, and especially, specifically for this church. God has been so gracious to us, if you have not received the showers of blessings, it's not that they don't exist, they are there. And many around us are receiving them. Praise the Lord. And maybe, probably, you have got a Teflon coating. You know what a Teflon is? That material, it doesn't get wet, eh? So maybe as God is showering the blessings, you don't realize them, but they are there. Praise the Lord. That I can speak with a lot of confidence, because I know that the Lord live it forever. Hallelujah. I want us to share on the subject of abiding in Jesus, abiding in him, abiding in the Lord. We shall take as our main text, the most common verse, chapter here, John 15. We'll want to go through it and see what God is speaking to us in terms of abiding in him. And also what it means to abide in him, how we get blessed in in abiding in him. The Bible says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Verse 4, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Father, honor your word this afternoon, for your word is powerful, for your word heals, for your word encourages, your word lifts. This afternoon, God, there are many in our midst, God, who long just to hear a word of comfort in their hearts, visit their lives tonight. Father, there are many who long to be encouraged and lifted from wherever they are. I invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak to them in your own way. Father, there are many in us who have been waiting and saying, Lord, when will I receive your visitation? And Lord, we want to announce tonight that you are present and ready to visit them. The same way you spoke to Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come down, for salvation is in your house today. So, Lord, shall you announce to many to this afternoon that salvation is in their houses. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. Now, when we look at this, God is placing Himself as a farmer or a gardener, and Jesus Christ is the vine, that farm. And we are the branches. That has been said and mentioned many times in our lives. But we just want to give it a deeper thought and reflection this afternoon and see what is it that God wants to speak to us in this season of harvest. Praise the Lord. As it applies in this season of harvest, a gardener seeks to make the garden a lovely place. I do small-scale farming, And sometimes when I find weed in the farm, I feel disappointed. I usually want to seek for help from people to come and clear it. Because when I walk around the small farm, I want to see the crop alone, singularly, growing in that land. Not with other weeds in them. So that's the nature of a farmer. He wants to see the environment surrounding his crop clean. Secondly, Farmers always have a lot of expectations in their life. Every time you sow the seed, you don't try to imagine that uh, the, the, the termites are going to eat the seed. You sow it with a lot of confidence and walk home to sleep praying that it is going to grow. So there are people who have got a lot of expectation in whatever they, they do. So is our God. He has got a lot of expectations in you and in me because we are branches that belong to a vine in his farm. Praise the Lord. Now, farmers also are very careful about the weather patterns. They want to know what season to plant. They also want to know how the weather is behaving. That is the thing that they are careful about. Storms come, and immediately after the storm, Most farmers want to walk around the farm and see, is my crop still intact? Praise the Lord. Farmers also look forward to the harvest. All the trouble they've gone through, all the energies they have expended on the farm trying to cultivate the crop, trying to look after it, it just vanishes the moment the harvest arrives. Praise the Lord. None of them usually looks back to the troubles. They only say, thank you, God, for what you have blessed me with. So is our God; He's always looking forward to the fruit of his labor. Praise the Lord. They also seek to replant the farm immediately, especially if the harvest was good. A farmer will quickly again look forward to another bumper harvest. So they want to Uh, to prepare the land very quickly again, soon after the harvest, so that the next crop is there. So if we look at these verses, there are a few things that we just want to pick out and try to focus on them and see what is it that God is speaking to us in this time. Verse 2, he says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So there are two categories of branches that may come, may grow out of the vine tree. One that bears no fruit and another that he wants to bear fruit or he encourages to bear fruit. So he says, every branch in me that bears no fruit and while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So when the branch begins to bear fruit there will be an act of pruning. There will be an act of pruning. Now, I want us to zero in on this pruning first before we come back to the other one because the other one has got a shortcut. And so we will go to the pruning process. What does it mean to prune? How many Indians are here? (laughs) Praise the Lord. It is like asking, is there light in this hall? (laughs) I don't know. In Nigeria, do you grow tea? Tea. Tea leaves. Okay. We happen to have some tea leaves. Tea leaves in Kenya also. Large farms. I know Sri Lanka, there is tea. In India, there is tea. So they are very familiar with the example that I'm going to give. Many times... When you are traveling through the tea plantations, if you are from far, you, you just love the scenery. Green, lush, acres and acres of land. True? Yes. And then they will harvest those leaves, the budding leaves, and after a season, the farmer will decide no, this crop is not giving very good yield. And then the next time you'll come, you'll find they have chopped off all the green. Now it's looking like this table. True or false? The farm looks like this table. I thank God for this table. (laughs) I don't know why they knew that to this message. (laughs) So it looks so brown. The green lush fields that you used to see, you don't see them anymore. And sometimes you look at those trees, you say, if these trees had mouths to speak, probably they would have complained. I don't want to lose my old looks. I want to remain with them. But the farmer in his mind has got an understanding that if this crop has got to continue yielding quality tea, it must be pruned. It must be chopped off. Get rid of the old stuff and let the new come on. Praise the Lord. This process... If it were human beings, it's not an easy process. God also does the same in us, as branches that bear fruit. There reaches a time that God recites, The yield is kind of remaining constant. I want to double this yield. I want it to grow. And he comes and starts pruning that tree, that branch, in order that it may bud more and yield more. This process is where we begin to have trouble with ourselves and go. Our relationship begins to be doubted. Remember that the branch is firmly fixed on the stem. It is always receiving the sap from the stem. It is always receiving the, gray, uh, the, the minerals that will supply and form the, the fruit. Make it to flower and make it to grow fruit. But now the owners decided, yes, you can continue supplying, but I want again to double the the fruit. And that is where the problem begins. Because when the process of pruning with the aim of making you more fruitful, to bear more fruit in your life begins, some of us don't recognize it. Some of us lapse into an, an area of complaint. We begin to complain and cry out, And see how God is unfair to us. And tell him, remind him how the unbelievers around, those who don't bear fruit, the branches that don't bear fruit, he has not done anything to them. It is only you that he's dealing with. But it is just a matter of time, my brother. It is just a matter of a few days. And then you will begin to appreciate what God is doing in your life. Because he will begin to lift you you'll begin to see the fruit multiply more than it was before. Praise the Lord. I am encouraging us today, whatever trouble you are experiencing in your life now, count it as a pruning process in your life. God is giving you another opportunity in which you can be more fruitful. If you remain faithful, if the branch said, cut me off because now I am tired, it will never bear fruit anymore. So it is a matter of you saying, Lord, I want to abide in you in order that I may be more fruitful. Praise the Lord. That process many people have gone through. One, it is not enjoyable. Two, it is a necessary process for increase in fruitfulness. Praise the Lord. One of the people that we always refer to is our brother Abraham in the Bible. This man was wealthy. He had a lot of wealth. He had a choice to tell God, I am okay, daddy. Look for these guys who work for me. They can go and look for a land, another blessed land somewhere. I already have what I need. But this man was faithful. Somehow, God had imparted in him some understanding. That obedience to God creates, has got a multi- uh, multiplying factor in your life. It causes you to grow bigger and bigger. Praise the Lord. So far, at the time of the calling of, uh, of Abraham, Genesis 12, at the calling of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, we're not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just referring to that in case of reference later. You will see the man being told, Abraham, I am sending you to a land that you know not of. And Abraham said, I will go. Praise the Lord. I'm wondering how many of us today are ready in our lives to make a decision for God. You know God is calling you to do something. You sense it in your spirit. But you feel maybe there is some challenge ahead. How many of us in our lives are ready to tell him, Lord, here I am. Don't answer me. Don't lift up your your hand. I have shared with you before that there was a man who said, where he sends me, I will go. There's a song in Kenya we sing, and that song, eh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That means in the mountains, in the valleys, I'm ready to serve him. The song was telling us, from the mountains to the valleys, His blessings will continue flowing. But sometimes we sing this song without understanding that in those valleys that God is going to take us through, sometimes it's going to be a painful experience. But thank God after we have emerged from that pain. Thank God after you have emerged from that pain. That experience, there will be a new dimension in your life. It may take long. It may take a long period, but after you have emerged through faithfully, God will always lift you to a new level. You will never remain the same again. Something will change in your life. Abraham moving away from Ur was a troubling experience. Even us now, some of us, if you told us, move to another country and settle there, we'll say, oh, let my children go. I will go back to my land. It's very difficult because your age mates have already settled doing other things. You don't want to start struggling with 24-year-olds competing for the same jobs again. You just want to see it. You just want to see it. And so, we want to say this, that God has got a purpose in our lives. A purpose that is so definite. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be an instrument of honor in his house. And when you become an instrument of honor in his house, God will make you a noble vessel. Vessel for good use. But that process requires a lot of refining that must be done. If you look at the life of Abraham, there was mighty refining that took place. This man walked about... He was in a point of self-actualization. But the Bible says God asked him to move to Canaan. Traversing Canaan, living in tents, a rich man who had a lot of wealth. He could have built a permanent house if that technology was there then. But I believe it was. But he decided to move in tents like any other person who does not have means. The man went ahead. But Again, in chapter 18 chapter 18 of Genesis, we see God promise him, give him a promise to be a father of nations. But this man did not have a son. He did not have any hope. He did not have anything to lay his hands and say, this is where I begin. But in his own faithfulness and obedience to the voice of God, he decided that he will listen to the voice of the master. What was this that Abraham was doing? When he was remaining obedient to God, he was saying, Father, I will abide in you. I will abide in you. No matter what challenge you give to me, my role is to abide in you. Like a branch that wants to give forth fruit, Abraham chose to abide. Praise the Lord then we see at another time, he's being challenged. In Genesis chapter 22, Abraham is being challenged again to lay down his son. And he says, yes, I've been looking for a son. I have been trusting God to bless me with a son who will inherit that which I have. But if God has asked for him, let him have it. I'm sure if it was some of you, you told God, go. Can we have a discussion over this, please? Can we discuss something about my son? Because this son, you know I've been waiting for him for quite some time. I've been trusting you for this son. Why don't you ask me to get one of these animals? But this man said, I must abide in the will of my father. If I walk in the will of my father, if I remain faithful to the leading of the Holy Ghost, surely God has got a definite dis- uh, end to my, my life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Joseph is another one. Joseph, we look Genesis 37. Genesis chapter 37. Man going through the pruning process in preparation for a greater blessing. In a Preparation for fruitfulness in their lives. Right from thirty-seven, chapter 37, we will notice that the entire series of chapters have been devoted to this man. Just as a reminder, let's go back and remind ourselves of this common story. 35 verse 5. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers... They hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. There will be Joseph's in our midst. You will speak this to your workmates that you had a dream and God will fulfill that dream. Praise the Lord. Probably you have had a desire and a dream in your life that God wants to do something in your life. But because of fear, because of uncertainty, because of faithlessness, you don't know whether it's really God telling you. So you say, this one, let me keep quiet until it manifests itself. Then I can share. But it's time for you to start speaking it. Praise the Lord. It's time for you to speak That which God has purposed in your life. Father, you did not make me, uh, create me to remain in this position forever. I want to make progress. I have served you in this area for this long. Father, do something new in my life. Create a new opportunity for me to be of service at a greater level in my life. That is how your prayer will be this year. Because God has used you before to minister. But there is an opportunity, a greater opportunity for you to be of greater service in his household. Praise the Lord. But it will require you to take a step of faith and begin to confess that which God has laid upon your life. Yes, I know there were consequences that Joseph faced because as a result of his confession. But that's what we said. There will be a pruning process. Praise the Lord. There is power in confession. If you know that God is planning to do something in your life, begin to speak it. Write it down. Pray it through. And God will surely bring it to pass. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I share with the people about myself, and because some of these things don't really make meaning, they don't really occur to you. That they were a serious face in my life. After, after I got employed, I was posted in a very remote area. And soon I discovered that the people who are being posted here, they were mainly on disciplinary ground. So I began to ask myself, what in discipline did I show in college for me to be posted in this place? It is like every child born must be punished. Now, when they make a mistake, they're alive. They make a mistake, they be punished. A child who is still in the womb, somebody is ready to punish that child even before the child makes a mistake. Because I had never worked before. I had never shown any form of indiscipline. So why was I posted in this place? So it became... A reason for me to complain in my heart, but soon I realized I was getting miserable and miserable and miserable by the day. I started saying, "Lord, I'll not go down this way. I want to rejoice. I want to find my work in these villages that I can do." And God was very gracious and joined me with people. We started working in those villages. Then I started praying. That, Lord, I want to go to Botswana. How many know where Botswana is? You know there's diamond in that place. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of diamond in Botswana. So they are very rich. So everybody at that time, most Africans were moving in that direction because South Africa was also opening up and everybody was moving to the south. Brethren, I honestly prayed, trusted God. But it was not his time for me to move out of the country. And I felt like actually I was destined to be in that region. You know, some of you don't understand. Nigerians, if you are posted to your Bay State, my <laughs> guri. Praise the Lord. If somebody posts, you'll say, just wait a minute, let me think about it. I don't know in India which place I can (laughs) Kashmir. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Sometimes you begin to question yourself, what is really going on? Unless you quickly realize that God may be preparing you for something, you can easily live for years in that place without really realizing the opportunities that God had for you. Praise the Lord. And so I thank God that he brought people who made me quickly realize this was an opportunity for me to do something for him. And so with time, I started praying now to go to Botswana, like everybody else was going. I suspected maybe the government was taking my letters, not... Posting them there. Do you understand what I mean? Because there are some people who believe this is brain drain. You don't have jobs for your people, but you don't want them to move out because you are saying this brain drain. So the brain is there, not working. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so they used to... I used to imagine probably there's blocking those letters. This man had to cross to Uganda to post a letter to Botswana. (laughs) Because I said, in in Uganda, nobody knows about me. So my letter at least will reach there. They will respond. But nothing happened. And that anger started coming back again. Why is this? I realized, if I don't come out of this thing, it will block my destiny completely. Praise the Lord. I started praying, God, let this thing leave me. I want to be free and do as you wish in this place. Praise the Lord. It didn't take long. I was given uh, some promotion and so I felt a bit good. Moved to another place. After two years again, another opportunity came. I left the country now. What I had been struggling to do for years. Why? I had resisted for quite a, 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 long, long, a long time, not understanding what God was trying to do. Now, one thing I realize is that if I had not been participating in the work that God wanted me to do in that area, I would never have appreciated the challenges that Christians undergo in those difficult places as they go to minister. I would just imagine, ah, he's a missionary, let him go. God will minister to him. Not realizing that I've got to be, I, I've got to play my role as a child of God in this, in this kingdom to support that person in that area. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about God taking us through situations that mold us and prepare us for a task ahead. If you don't recognize that the challenges you are going through now may be just a stepping stone for you to go to a better place you will live in that place complaining and also pointing to God how many people have been blessed and how much you have not been blessed. It will never serve you any good. It's important for you to rise and recognize God does not allow a situation in your life that has no value addition. There must be value addition to every experience you have with God, positive or negative. That is why the Holy Ghost did not forget and he put in writing that all things, all things, say all things, things. positive and negative, work for good for For those that love God. God. Praise the Lord. And you remain obedient in his word. It does not matter. That is why in our midst now, there could be people going through terrible moments. And we keep praying, people having challenges in their place of work, people having challenges within the family setup, people having challenges that we cannot just imagine. But if only you realized that abiding in God will allow him to take care of all those things that are surrounding you. His mercies will come so bountifully over your life that those things will just fade away without you understanding. And out of that rubbish, out of that trouble, out of that targeting in your place of work, God is going to create an opportunity for you to rise up. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you'll never understand what God does. There's a season in a place of work that you find a lot of pressure and you can see it in the faces of people. We don't like you. We don't want you in this place. And you feel like actually making a move. But one thing I've come to thank God for. The moment you stop focusing on those people and focus on him. Tell him, Lord, I'm a branch. I want to be more fruitful. Use this opportunity to prune me and prepare me for better things in this place. Suddenly, you find the attitude of people changing. Those who were so much pushing and showed you outright hatred, they began, begin smiling at you. They begin praising you. And sometimes you go back in the house, you ask God, what have you done to these people? What did you do to these people? I'm not sharing what is happening. Else. I'm sharing what I go through. Praise the Lord. From October to now, is there any, those people who like being BBC, (laughs) don't announce this outside this church. (laughs) You're forbidden. From around October, I said, why should I stand this goal? And wrote many letters, praise the Lord. Not letters of complaint. I said, God, I want another job. <laughs> That's why I was saying, anything said here now <laughs> must remain in your heart forever. <laughs> praise the Lord. And suddenly, things started moving. People were, this is stopping you From January, you're not working. From January, you're not working. From January, you're not working. We are looking at those people who are not doing anything. Now you (laughs) are. What is this? Suddenly, I don't know how God worked it. I was told you are going to do this. And I said, God, bless the work of my hand. And as I laid my hands on it, God began to bless. Reports started coming from parents. Now things are okay. Things are okay. We like this. We like this. The same people were showing that outright. Many people are happy with what you are doing. And I said, You don't know where it came from. (laughs) Praise the Lord. God is faithful, brethren. God is faithful. Any situation we are going through right this moment, just forget about it for a while. Lay it on side. Tell God, God, I belong to you. I'm a branch in the vine. I just want to relax and receive the nutrients so that I become fruitful. Brethren, I'm saying the prayer we should be having, Father, I don't want to focus on the problem. I want to focus on you. Let every other thing be on the side and you take care of it. Because I know from this moment on, something new is going to happen in my life. Whether it is that company, whether it is elsewhere, it will be a better thing than what you are going through. Don't struggle to hold on something. If God has decided it's time to move, you will move whether you like it or not. All you need to do, I want to abide in him and align myself with his purpose for my life. That is the way God is going to make you fruitful. Sometimes you can be holding on to this and yet God wants to give you a better thing. Don't see your life just confined to that particular task. Your life is bigger than that. Something great that God wants to do in your life Praise the Lord. Amen. Joseph 37. When this man was loved with his father, if he had decided, Daddy, you know you love me so much, I don't want to risk my life. My brothers hate me. You are sending me there. Send one of the workers to take the food. He would have remained in the father's household. I loved the child with no, nothing, no, nothing to, no influence at all. No influence, no impact at all. But he followed the instructions of the father because he was abiding. He was obedient. He was trusting. Joseph went. The first thing, thrown in the hole. If it was one of us, the moment I get from this hole, If I find that Reuben, only God will decide. (laughs) Another one would have said, if they get me out of this hole, even my choice cloth, I'll give them and run back to my father and be there and be at peace. Sometimes God provokes situations to take you out. Some of you are too comfortable where you are. Some of us are too comfortable with what we have achieved. God must spur up something, fire, light a fire under your seat so that you jump to a higher place and lean on the the ceiling there. You have never known what stays there. Praise the Lord. The fire must be lit there for you to move. Count it joy when you are going through all this because the Father has got something special for you. Joseph went to the hall. He was removed. He was sold to the merchants. He went there but remained faithful. He said, I will abide in what I have known of my Father in heaven. I will remain faithful to him. No matter what happens. And the most disturbing thing, even the household of Potiphar, he's given some little promotion. He starts feeling good. He says, Oh, now at least I have arrived these other people, they don't stay in palaces like this, but now I have arrived. Joseph again at that point would have said, I just want to be faithful in Potiphar's house. I just want to continue working here for the rest of my life. That, I would have died in that hole. Oh, thank you God for this position you have given me. And he would have been comfortable. But that isn't the destiny that God had for Joseph. There's a better destiny for you. There's something better for you, brother. And God wants to move you in that level now. Don't remain where you are just because you are avoiding problem and pain. Pain is part of this exercise. Praise the Lord. In that house, this man was faithful. He was again falsely accused. Now from that, God, if you don't want to give me these things, leave me on the ground. Let me be there and forget. He would have gone and said that. Our father, the gardener, the gardener, wants to make him more fruitful. The gardener, the gardener, say the gardener, gardener wants to make me me more more fruitful. The man is in the prison. Even in the prison there, he remains faithful. He begins to serve with the fear of God in his heart, knowing that the God that has brought me this far is faithful. He will bring to accomplishment all that he has started in my life. And he continues to pray and trust God all through. And suddenly, men begin to dream again. We don't hear of dreams until he's in the prison again. And men here they come with dreams. And Joseph comes and says, you know what? I have a God. I wish Brother Jay Ganesh was here. I have a God, 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 God. Oh, praise the Lord. I'll give you another chance, another day. Bro. <laughs> I have a great God. I have a great God. Praise the Lord. That is all that you must hold on to. I, I am part of this vine. And the gardener is our father in heaven. He takes care of every need. When my life is becoming dry, he will make it more fruitful by pruning me. The experiences that I'm going through are just for a moment. The night is always there, but soon we have light coming in the morning. Praise the Lord. This is just for a moment. And God will have refined you by the time the morning light shines, you will find yourself a changed person. Never the same again. Forever changed. Did Joseph remain in the prison forever? Did he? If he had given up, tried to run out of the prison, back to Israel, would have died. But he remained there. Finally, Joseph becomes the prime minister. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? It is possible for you to avoid the experiences that God is taking you through, but there is a cost. You will only remain there. If you accept to endure the pain, the refining process, by abiding in Him, suddenly God rejoices and says, This is now a branch that is ready to bear fruit. I have cut it, I have pruned it, and it's ready. And he will make the branch to bear more fruit. The harvest will be great. You will celebrate. Because God has accomplished his purpose in your life. And God will be proud of you also. Praise the Lord. God will be proud of you also. You know, there's a character in the Bible that really makes me and that used to be a very strong prayer for me. Job. How job God was so proud of this man because the man was faithful, he remained in, in, in God, remained so faithful. And one day God decided to boast over Job before the you know the devil came. And what God said, Have you seen my servant? I'm, I'm trying to imagine the posture that God was having at that time. The body language. I'm just trying to imagine. The devil must have felt so frustrated. Because yes, it's true, he had seen the man and he had failed in all his schemes. And God, Have you seen my son? Job down there. When will God say this to, about us? That we have been faithful through all circumstances. Now he's crowning us. He's crowning us with his favor. Did it occur to you that all these things you're going through, the experiences you're having, could be your stepping stone to the next level in your life? Has it ever occurred to you that this is a necessary dose preparing you for the next level that God is targeting in your life? Reflect over it. Stop complaining. Reflect over it. And in all things, give thanks. In all things, give thanks. For He is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. Yes. David faced Goliath in First Samuel 17. The whole Israel was scared of Goliath. If the man stood up, even if he was just stretching himself, everybody would take off into the caves. So, the army of the Philistines might have been the weakest. The weakest. So, all they did was to send Goliath, stand. Goliath, just stretch yourself. They are moving closer. Then Goliath will just do like this and then they run away. The guys go to sleep. It's like in football. Praise the Lord. You think I don't watch football? I watch.
1: <laughs> hmm?
0: Do you know why many teams lose to Barcelona? It's not that they're bad, they're very good. But their concentration is just on one person only. Then others sneak from this side, they score. By the time they come to block this side, now this one has freedom to come and score. They're just looking at one person only. That's what the Philistines were doing. There's a Goliath in your life. But it's just a smoke screen. It's just a smoke screen. The victory is on your side. God wants to take you through that that, that obstacle. But the devil is bringing a huge, magnified smoke screen of a Goliath. And every time you are just focused on the Goliath, you are focused on the Goliath. And things are getting wrong, worse because your focus is on the wrong person. We have a big God. Focus on this God. Let him have his way in your life. Forget about what the enemy is offering. The secret of being a valiant fighter in life is not focusing on what the enemy is coming with. It's creating an impression to the enemy that you are not scared of anything. That's why I like these women. If anybody attacked you at home in the village and your wife is there, just tell her to move close to the kitchen. They will bang all the saucepans. We are going to finish you. Ping, 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 ping. A lot of noise with a lot of apparatus in the house. Cooking vessels. Until the enemy feels uh, there must be more than one person in this house. So if the devil wants to use such a strategy, brethren, can we be fooled? We know his devices. Don't we? We know his devices. It's just discouragement. Creating fear. So we just stand boldly and declare to him, Satan, I am the property of God. I belong to the most high God. You have no authority over my life. I am covered by the blood of the Lamb of God. My victory is done. 2,000 years ago, he declared it is finished and it's finished. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Tell him, if you have watched a demon being cast out of somebody, you will realize what the devil usually does. That demon can pretend to be very violent. And if you are like the son of Sceva, <laughs> the seven sons of... <laughs> you better take off. But if you know in whom you are believed... If you know who lives inside you, however small you are, however big you are, just know who abides within you and stand on that promise. No demon can ever resist the name of Jesus. No, not one. If all you know is the name of Jesus, say it, say it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and the devil will never stand your way the name is powerful. Praise the Lord. So I'm saying the Goliath in your life will require a decisive des- a, a step from you. David faced Goliath. He did not look at the army. He said I'm coming against you in the name of my God. My God. He did not say I'm coming in the name of King Saul on behalf of the army of Israel. No. In the name of my God. And within minutes, it was like Tyson fighting his uh, opponents those days. Eh? You remember Tyson? Some people used to pay thousands. And when they're still on the queue waiting to see the match, they, it is over. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We will be more than a Tyson. Tyson. No sooner the devil stands and declares war in our lives, in our family, in our place of work, and we stand, I am a child of God. I belong to Most High. The devil will know his position. The Bible says that Christ has been seated on the right arm of the Father, and He has made all His enemies His. So that means, even if I'm the toe in the body of Christ, where is the devil? He's still under that toe. Say he is under my toe. He's under my foot. Praise the Lord. We just need to make known that position and act upon it. The worst thing you do is to know your position and fail to use your position. They call them ogre. Hey. They, are, they, are not, they don't have horns on their head. They are human beings like us. But when we see the ogre, we also... <laughs> praise the Lord. When we go in the offices, because they have a big position, they are human beings like us. But, oh, because you want help. No, we are more than that. Praise the Lord. If the president of the country... Let thugs run around, and he doesn't say a word. Is it that he doesn't have the authority? If a president just stood up and said, "In six hours, I don't want to see Kenneth. Do you think I'll survive?" If he said, "This Kenneth must be, must disappear," and he walks away. The people I meet are not even his relatives but they will do justice to me to to ensure that the word of the king has been fulfilled. Praise the Lord. Our father has already declared victory. All we need to do is to act. Praise the Lord. Every Goliath in your life shall disappear. Life will never be the same again. Let's look at Go back to the text we had, John 15, verse 4-5. John 15, verse 4-5. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Praise the Lord. I want to remind you, church, the secret, the secret of overcoming the challenges that we are facing in our lives is so simple, but even Kenneth fails to recognize it many times. It's us telling God, have your way in my life. I want to hide in you. Jesus said, if we love him, he will come and abide in us Him and the Father will dwell, and we will dwell in Him. That statement meant when people look at you, they will not recognize where Jesus starts and where you you start. The whole thing will be a mix. He abides in us, and we abide in Him. So, who is inside the other? Who is inside the other? If we abide in Him and He abides in us, we are just one thing. Praise the Lord. That's simply what that verse says. There's no much to think about. If it's a simple way of telling us we are indistinguishable. When we abide in Christ, we become one with him. Whoever wants to attack you has set cause of collusion with God. And you know who is the loser. Praise the Lord. You know who is the loser. If anybody wants to wage war with you, And you already abide in Christ, no matter what he is, he's already lost the world. Praise the Lord. So in those verses, what the Bible is just telling us is, seek seek a relationship with God that will make you indistinguishable from him. The same as Paul, that's why Paul was confident to say, follow me as I follow Christ. Praise the Lord. To have that confidence, it means you have developed a relationship that has merged. The whole thing has merged. You and Christ have become one. So you are walking as one. And that means the fire of God is always in you and around you and about you. Praise the Lord. The consequences. 1 Samuel 8:6. The Israelites made a mistake at one stage... They did not recognize the need to abide in God. And this is what they said. Chapter, 1 Samuel Chapter 8, verse 6, they said, But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. That is where the trouble of Israel began to multiply. God had been their king. They were abiding in him. He was providing for every need. And then they said, We don't want to abide in you, Lord. We want to have our own course and have our own king, determine our own destiny. That's where the rains began to beat the children of Israel. Down in verse 14, Samuel was agonizing agonizing on the fact and trying to caution them. My brethren, you are asking for this thing. Do you really know what it, it means? Do you really know the trouble you are inviting into your lives? But they insisted they wanted a king. Verse 14, he said, let's start from 13. The king you are asking for, these are my own words, Verse 13, he will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. This king you are asking for, the independence you are are seeking for, you are pushed to be away from God. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. Let's stop there. It means the best of your life. The moment you, extric, uh, you you remove yourself from the vine, the best of your life will be taken away. Praise the Lord. That's what Samuel was telling the children of Israel. You are seeking to be out of the vine. You are seeking to be outside the, the influence of God. But the best that you have among you will be taken away. By the king you seek to serve. Who is the devil? And that is the caution that we have today. The path you are taking will drain everything that is good in your life and you'll never have it again. That's what he was telling them. Praise the Lord. Let's look at this other person again, Jonah. Jonah was another person who temporarily decided to move out of the presence of God. In a way, he was saying, I don't want to abide. I don't want to have the experience of Jonah. I don't want to sleep in the tummy of the fish. Do you know why? Ah, You're quiet. I'm not tricking you. If you have caught fish and prepared it yourself, don't don't tell the people of Lulu, clean for me the fish and then come and pick. No. Take the whole fish and go and clean it yourself. What do you find inside the the stomach of the fish? (laughs) Praise the Lord. The moment you come from the presence of God, there's all the manner of filth that you're going to find yourself involved in. Whether you like it or not, Jonah by accident tried to walk away on God because he did not want to abide he found himself in the belly of the fish. I don't want to imagine what he was interacting with. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't want. And big fishes eat small fishes. So most likely, the company of Jonah in the stomach were small fishes. Praise the Lord. We don't want our company to be fish. We want the presence of God to be around us. Hallelujah. Don't be like Jonah. Don't run away from the presence of God. Abide in him. He has got better plans for you. Praise the Lord. Some of us have run from the presence of God because of arrogance. In Luke 3, 8, 9, John tells the Pharisees that, you know, they thought because they're children of Abraham, everything will work for them. Some of us think because we are born again, no matter what we do, no matter what level of disobedience we show to God, He still wants us. He needs us so much, He will bend Himself so that He accommodates all the rubbish that we come with. No. If that comes to that point, God is saying, He's ready to make any other thing to praise Him and to to give Him glory. Than you, praise the Lord. Let's look at Luke three, eight, and quickly. From verse seven, John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, "You brute of vi- vipers, who want you to flee from the coming wrath?" Verse eight. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The fact that God has used you before does not mean he's so desperate to have you as an individual ministering. Praise the Lord. There are lots of people that God could use. Count it a privilege. Don't walk away from the presence of God. Learn to abide in Him. When you abide in Him, you'll become more fruitful. You'll become more fruitful. Praise the Lord. What is the beauty beauty of abiding in the Lord? What what is the beauty of abiding in the Lord? Job 36. Job 36. 36 verse 7. Let's see the words that is, are said here. He does not take his eyes off the righteous. He enthrones them with kings and exalts them forever. <clears throat> Did you hear that? If you abide in God, you remain righteous. And for that ra- reason, he does not take his eyes off you. He does not take his eyes off the righteous. What does that mean? His protection is always given. He's always constantly there to bless you. Secondly, he enthrones you with kings and exalts you forever. The places you never imagined you would be, God will make you set your foot there. Because you have remained abiding in him. Praise the Lord. You can link that with the John 15:6 which also says similar thing 15:6 says if you do not if you do not remain in me you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire that's the opposite if you don't obey then you cannot be crowned I want us to read Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs. I know this is a a book that you rarely read. We read only one verse. Don't read any more than I read. Praise the Lord. Chapter 7, chapter 7, verse 13. Chapter 7 verse 13. It says the mandrakes send out their fragrance, and at our doors, our door is every delicacy, both new and old. I like King James, it says, All manner of all manner of what? Pleasant fruits. All manner, I like that word, all manner of pleasant fruits will be at your door steps. Praise the Lord. That is the blessing that God has for you when you abide in Him. He sets the table for you there. Now you can close the book of Song of Songs. Let us go to Leviticus 26. We are finishing. Just to see the beauty of serving or abiding God. Leviticus 26 Let's start from verse 3. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, that means you are abiding in him, I will send you rain in each season, and the ground will yield its crops and the trees their fruit. What does that mean? You will be more fruitful. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest and the grape harvest will continue until the planting and you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in safety in your land praise the lord the harvest just continues flowing you plant and harvest plant and harvest plant and harvest it's like a conveyor belt god is rolling in your life because you have chosen to abide in him praise the lord Finally, First Corinthians two nine. The Bible says and to those that abide in him. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. That until this moment, no human being has ever imagined, no in, the most intelligent person has never imagined what God has in store for you. Why? Because you are abiding in him. Why should we miss such a great blessing that God has for us? Let's bow down.
1: to pray. Let's be on our feet as we close in the service. And take grace to continue to abide in him. Even as we shut down right now. Lift up our hands. Lord, I take grace to abide in you even as you have spoken to me today. Are you praying? I will not miss you for a second. I will not miss you for a moment. I take grace. I take grace to abide in you. I take grace to obey you. I take grace to do what I need to do to make the most of my life and my destiny. I take grace today. Somebody receive grace now. The river of life is flowing from the altar. Your colorful and enviable destiny shall see the light of day. Receive it. Receive that grace now. Grace is what makes the journey of destiny great. Grace is what keeps us in here. Lord, we receive grace today from you and of you to to abide, to abide, to abide, to abide, to abide, to abide, to not be cut off. We receive that grace today. We receive that grace today. Thank you, Father. We receive that grace. Receive that grace now. We receive that grace now. We receive that grace now. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. You know, the second uh, John in the Bible wrote from 1 John chapter 2, verse 5, but whoso keepeth his word... In him, verily, is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Keeping the word is how we know we abide in him. Praise the Lord. Obedience to instructions is how we know we abide in him. And you know this man that wrote this thing actually walked with Jesus. Amen. And say so he was one of the disciples. So he can understand the context in which Jesus was telling them abide in me. Praise the Lord. Verse 6. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to so walk even as Jesus walked. So, to abide in him is not to sit down doing nothing. It's to sit down doing something. Responding to the word that you have heard. Responding to the instructions that you are hearing. Making the most of whatever God is saying per time. Lord, grace to respond to your word. Are you receiving that grace now? Grace to respond to your word. Grace not to be an looker, but to be a full partaker. I take that grace today. Grace, 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 grace to respond to your word. Somebody take grace now. Grace to respond. Because abiding in him means I am responding to his war. Lord, I thank you. In Jesus' precious name. I like you to stretch forth your hands to this altar. Lord, today I drop every weight on this altar. I am walking out of this service free. Free of any weight. Free of any pain. Free of any trouble. Free of any challenge. I'm dropping it on this altar. I'm not going with any. 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 You are the one I have come to meet. Not any man. I drop the weight that easily besets. I drop it on this altar today. I drop every weight, I drop every pain, I drop every shame, I drop every regret. I drop it. I drop it. I drop it on this altar today. I'm not going home with any heaviness. I'm not going on with anybody. I'm not going on with any pain. I'm not going on with any sickness. I drop it on this altar today. I drop it, I drop it. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. There is something programmed in this weather against you and me. I'd like you to stretch forth your hand to this weather. Whatever is programmed against you, I command it to clear off. All this nonsense, sickness, disease, people are running to the hospital, enough today. Whatever is in this weather... Contrary to us, whatever is in this weather, contrary to God's children, by the blood of Jesus. Are you praying? We command it to clear off in the name of Jesus. No negative effect of this weather in any member of this church anymore. We stop it now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Father, thank you for how you have blessed us today. It's been a great time at your feet. Thank you for teaching us again. We give you glory and praise. Thank you for your son that you have used to speak to us today. Lord, we pray that you grant him deeper revelations, deeper insight into your word, to bring the word again to us with greater clarity, making maximum impact in our lives. In the name of Jesus. As we go today, we go in your name and we go in your power. This week, you will hit the target. You didn't hear what I said. This week, you will hit the target. Whatever that means to you, this week, you will hit it in the name of Jesus. Maybe it's the target you have set to conceive, maybe it's the target you have set. To get a job, maybe it's the target you have set for that long pending promotion, maybe it's the target you have set for that long standing turnaround. This week, you will hit the target. In the name of Jesus. Every plan of the wicked against you and your family, I command the earth to open up and swallow them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That weight drops off you forever. That pain drops off you forever. That stagnation and frustration is broken today. Grace to make the destiny that God has given to you come alive. Receive it in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name in Jesus' precious name. Let's share the grace in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Our bountiful harvest is sure as we commit to tirelessly labor.